the last day of the eighth month has arrived, and soon it will have passed. And it's on to the third, third of 2021. Have you noticed any change in how you perceive time? When I say it's almost been 18 months since the beginning of the pandemic, how does that feel? Something to reflect upon no matter when you hear me say that this is the August 31st, 2021 edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. On today's show, a quick rundown on a couple of transit planning exercises and new routes in the area. Information on how area hotels have been doing this summer and how the makeup of an area tourist board may change. And the same firm that has been studying UVA's housing initiative has been hired by the city's public housing agency for a redevelopment study. In today's first Patreon-fueled shout-out, it's a new one. A concerned Charlottesville parent wants to make sure the community participates in the middle school reconfiguration process that is currently underway. After years of discussion, concrete plans are finally being put forward. You can learn more and contribute at the City of Charlottesville Schools and BMDO's information page at charlottesvilleschools.org facilities. Before we begin today, another COVID update. The Virginia Department of Health reports another 3,487 new cases today. In the Blue Ridge Health District, there are another 75 new cases. The agency put out an alert late Monday evening that all localities under its jurisdiction are experiencing a high level of community transmission. As we experience this surge in cases, we urge all individuals, businesses, and other organizations to take prevention measures that include masks indoors and physical distancing. The Delta variant is the dominant strain of the virus and the primary driver of recent high transmission rates of COVID-19 because it spreads more easily than earlier strains of the virus. This afternoon, the Virginia Department of Health announced the receipt of $4.3 million in additional funding from the Centers for Disease Control to hire more community health workers to address the COVID-19 pandemic. According to a release, these workers will go to the Richmond metro region, Norfolk, Portsmouth, the Danville area, and the Southwest Virginia communities served by the Mount Rogers Health District. Governor Ralph Northam has declared a state of emergency related to the approach of Tropical Depression Ida. Heavy flooding is predicted across much of the state, particularly in southwest Virginia. The move allows the Commonwealth to mobilize forces to assist in a variety of different emergency situations. Here's some language from Executive Order 81. Given the storm's current forecast, the Commonwealth will assist localities, especially those with vulnerable populations, to provide support in response to a large-scale weather event during the COVID-19 pandemic. A collision Monday afternoon between a pickup truck and a cement truck killed the driver of the pickup truck in Charlottesville. The crash occurred at a construction site on Druid Avenue. The 53-year-old driver was initially taken to the University of Virginia Hospital, but soon died from the injuries. According to a release from the city, the driver of the cement truck was not injured and is cooperating with an investigation. The former director of the Economic Development Authority for both the town of Front Royal and Warren County has been indicted on several fraud charges. Jennifer Ray McDonald is accused of wire fraud 
bank fraud, aggravated identity theft, and money laundering. Here's a part of the press release that went out this afternoon. McDonald, through her position as executive director at the EDA, had access to funds belonging to the EDA and, as the indictment alleges, used EDA funds to pay on debt owed by her, other individuals, and LLCs she controlled to purchase real property for which she often earned commissions as a real estate agent and to purchase real property in the name of an LLC she controlled. In all, McDonald faces 44 counts for activities from June 2014 to December 2018. Several other people have been charged with crimes at various levels, including the entire Warren County Board of Supervisors. For more on the story, take a look at coverage today from Alex Bridges in the Northern Virginia Daily. Now it's time to pick back up from last week's meeting of the Charlottesville Albemarle Convention and Visitors Bureau's Board of Directors. The CACVB is an entity funded in part by transit lodging taxes that seeks to market the area for tourism. One key metric is the hotel occupancy rate. That figure was higher this summer than last year, but still below pre-pandemic levels. Courtney Kakation is the director of the CACVB. It's my understanding that that's largely due to uh, employment challenges, um, but some of our properties are, are doing better than others at this point on, on that front. After that update, Kakation gave the board updates on efforts to update marketing plans. That starts with data on what people who don't live here know about the area. Received research from SIR, a firm based in Richmond, and they had uh, let us know that when our, our past visitors come to Charlottesville and Albemarle County, they are 83% more likely to make a return trip to this region. And with our prospective visitors, there was a, a major need here to let people know who we are and what we're all about uh, and to attract them here in the future. What are your observations about how other people from not here, perceive the area. Leave a comment. I'm curious to know about these things. In any case, there are currently two city councilors and two Albemarle supervisors on the CACVB board, as well as other officials from the city and the county. Earlier this year, several members of the tourism sector asked the board to consider changing its makeup to include more members from the industry. That may happen, according to this bit of information from Albemarle County Executive Jeffrey Richardson. I did go back and speak with the board members or the Board of Supervisors, and the board has indicated to me that they would be uh, willing to uh, move forward with uh, the city of Charlottesville to look at the recommendations for modifying the existing board. City Manager Chip Boyles said City Council will discuss amending the CACVB board as well, but it's not the elected officials' positions that localities would give up. I was able to go back and converse with each of our City Council members, and the consensus there is that likewise with Albemarle County, we would be open to, to considering a change. I think the discussion was that the two, uh, the City Manager, Chief Administrative Officer positions would possibly be replaced with industry representatives. Still remaining to work out are the specifics over those industry representatives. 
You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement for August 31st, 2021. Thanks for doing so. And you know, send this on to somebody else if you have enjoyed listening to it today. In today's second Patreon-fueled shout-out, help support Black-owned businesses in the Charlottesville area. Check out the Charlottesville Black Business Directory at seavilleblackbiz.com and choose between a variety of goods and services, ranging from beauty supplies, professional services, and e-commerce. Visit seavilleblackbiz.com as soon as you can to get started. Two more segments to go today. The Thomas Jefferson Planning District is in the middle of conducting two studies related to transit, one of which is focused on increasing the amount of service in urban portions of Albemarle County. Lucinda Shannon is the planner working on those projects. We have two different grants that we're working on. The transit expansion study is is a short-term project, and it's just within Albemarle County, and it's to expand transit services in the um, near term. Two public input sessions were held in late July, and the goal is to have a feasibility study in place early next year. The transit vision plan is a little bit longer, and it's for the long-term project, and it's for the entire region. So it's going to go over about 18 months. It should be completed on June 30th of 2022. This transit vision plan is intended to present steps towards implementing a regional system. Right now, we're in the gathering information phase. We've kicked off the project and we're looking, um, we've made data requests from providers and gathered land use data. We're developing a website and a logo. You can also look forward to an interactive survey and map on the topic. To learn more about transit in this area, do go back and read or listen to the August 27, 2021 edition of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Outside of this newsletter's immediate coverage is Bedford County, which launches its first public transportation service on Wednesday with a 21-passenger vehicle known as the Otter Bus. That service is a partnership between the town of Bedford and the Bedford Community Health Foundation. Also beginning on Wednesday is the Afton Express, which will provide service between Stanton and Charlottesville. That service will be operated by Bright. Now, let's load up the time machine and go back eight days to the August 23, 2021 meeting of the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority's Board of Commissioners. One item on the agenda was the hiring of a real estate firm to conduct a sustainability review of the CRHA's properties and holdings. John Sales is the executive director of the CRHA. Um, We are looking to undertake a sustainability plan to determine the future redevelopment and positioning of the housing authority's assets to expand and prepare for redevelopment. The firm to be hired is Northern Real Estate Urban Ventures. That's the same firm that's been working with the University of Virginia on an initiative to plan and build up to 1,500 affordable housing units on land either owned by UVA or its real estate foundation. We have already started redeveloping multiple sites and planning uh, for the 6th Street redevelopment and uh, working to create uh, a group of resident planners for West Haven. So we've already started, but um, we really do need to have a, a game plan for how we would like to redevelop all the sites. 
Sales said the study will try to determine what needs to be built and would include suggestions for new units that could be built to serve people with federal housing vouchers. New construction being built today is renting at too high levels for many to use that system. So the developers aren't building the housing units that are needed uh, for the individuals that are getting the vouchers. Northern Real Estate Urban Ventures will be paid up to $229,960 for the work. They were one of two finalists. A previous CRHA board adopted a master plan in the summer of 2010, but the current renovation of Crescent Halls and the building of new units at South First Street did not directly follow that blueprint. For reference, you can read that old plan on Sevilpedia. There's a link in the newsletter. The CRHA board also narrowly approved a resolution to hire a firm to run video surveillance cameras on CRHA properties for security purposes. Residents have continued to ask for this um, ever since I've been with CRHA as executive director. So that's about a year ago in August. uh, There was a, a lot of violence, a lot of shootings going on at several of the sites. Um, and residents continue to ask about cameras and, and why CRHA didn't have cameras. The CRHA board adopted a policy on cameras at their meeting in July. Provisions are in the policy to make sure footage is not used for other reasons. But some residents want to know if footage can be used to see if residents are violating the terms of their leases. So we have not expanded the cameras to that role yet. Um, but those are conversations that are starting to happen in the safety committee. The vote was not unanimous. Charlottesville Mayor Nakaya Walker voted against the contract out of a concern that the cameras will eventually be used to punish and harass residents. I think it's just a really slippery slope, and I think until people um, are impacted negatively, they won't even really realize. The move was supported by the Public Housing Association of Residents. Shelby Marie Edwards is the executive director. I think everybody on this call probably knows that the 6th Street residents have sustained quite a bit of violence over the past month or so and really all summer. And the residents there, I was talking to them and they said that they feel like it would be really nice to have something tangible to look forward to next. I do hear uh, everything that the mayor said about, you know, as far as systemic oppression and how the use of cameras could go left. And I think that we've been trying our due diligence to let people know about that. But I think um, the fact of the matter is there's something very real in front of them and they're hopeful that the cameras will be able to help mitigate that violence. Walker was joined by CRHA Chair Aaliyah Henry in voting against it, but it passed on a 3-2 motion. Two commissioners were not present at the meeting. The contract with Turnkey will be for $186,040. And there might be more from this meeting of the CRHA in a future installment of the show. And that is it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. We got through a lot today, and there's a lot more to get through. Uh, I really do want to thank you all for listening, and I want to thank those who are subscribing. We did just cross the major milestone of a 1,000 email subscribers this week. So very slowly, we are growing this audience and getting uh, the information out there to people. I really want to stress again that my job here is to get you the information and never to tell you what to think. that is not what I'm here for. Uh, it's I've been a journalist my whole life. An independent journalist is what I am now. And you guys are supporting me, which is fantastic. There's a variety of different ways you can do that. 
would love to get some more Patreon subscribers uh, this week, uh, if I could. You might have heard at the very top of this particular show, there was a brand new shout out. That was from somebody at $25 a month. One more month at $25. It's going to go up after that to a new uh, figure for, for, for new folks. But for $25 a month, you get to tell me four times what I'm going to say with some limits. And we had to work out a policy for that one, which, uh, but there is a policy. My policy, of course, is to bring you information and to do so in a contextual and neutral manner as possible. And that is something that is valued by Ting. The company Ting does, of course, pay uh, me uh, a supplement. If you subscribe through at either $5 a month or $50 a year or $200 a year, they will match that. So you can, you, you can stretch your dollar out that way. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of this program. Thanks again for listening. I will be back in the near future with another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thanks a lot and stay safe out there. It's really going to be important to do that the next couple of days.